Since Art Bell is back on the Dark Matter Radio Network, this show airs on Dark Matter Radio uh, the following day. So this will air tomorrow at, it's either 2.30 Eastern or 3.30 Eastern. I can't remember. So uh, way to go, Curtis. The way you planned things out, wonderful. I think what he's, he's off in Barbados trying to score some black market, black market protease inhibitors or something. I don't know what he's up to but uh, either way i'm sure it's very important he wants uh, vitamin e injections and protease inhibitors those are the two things curtis will leave the contiguous 48 states for uh, as has been proven time and time again so filling in tonight for curtis we have b-dub what's up buddy hi uh we've hey, also so this is the internet huh the interwebs i call them inner tubes it's a series of tubes uh, similar to what they have at the bank, you know, they slide the papers and the little, t- and, you know, you pay your bills that way or whatever it is you're sending into the teller. That's how I view the interwebs. Keeps it simple for me. And also we have neuropathy. Hey, world. And a, su- is it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your <laughs> little spiel there. We have one of the, we have one of those uh, <laughs> tubes at the bank, local bank, the tube system. Well, I think every bank has that, don't they? Okay. You know what? I've always thought, well, you say, okay, like, well, I just <laughs> dumped right. some sort of heretofore unknown knowledge on top of you here. And, you know, I always thought it was kind of cool, these uh, big, huge buildings where that's how people communicate from one office to another. I, I don't know if, the, I doubt that happens anywhere. That's probably a very 1950s way of people in an enterprise environment communicating with one another, shoving tubes uh, shoving little uh, containers into tubes, but you can go on Google Image search and look for a. Uh, you can find these vintage photos of what that looked like. You'd see some guy standing in the corner of the room, and right there in the corner would be this big giant workstation with literally seventy-five to a hundred tubes, all staring him in the face with a label on each one. And it was his job to send this crap off to whoever it needed to be sent off to, I guess. Or, well, I don't know. Would they have paid some dude to just stand there all day? I don't know. It seems like a waste of money. Just teach the employees how to use the tubes. That makes more sense to me. And also filling in tonight for Curtis, a surprise guest host. You're not going to believe it. He's fresh (laughs) back from Barbados. Jack Star. You are a star, Michael, and I am too. 
You have such a great voice. I don't know why you're not doing a podcast. You like to talk. You have a great voice. You're, I'm a little bit jealous well, of your voice, actually. You're only like the third or fourth person in my life who's ever told me that I had a great voice. And I don't like to talk that much, honestly. Hmm. Why does nobody say that to you? I'm kind of surprised, to be totally honest. Uh, you'll have to ask them. I don't know. Maybe. So you've been sitting around all this time saying, why does nobody tell me I have a nice voice? Why? I just want to be told no, I have I a nice voice. <laughs> well, actually, I gave up on that when I was about 11 or 12. I decided that I wanted my voice to sound like my aunt's, who's a big smoker. So I started smoking, and then when my voice got really deep and throaty, I just stopped paying attention to what other people said about it. You're the, only man, you're the only man in the uh, entire history of human existence who has put those words together in that order. <laughs> I wanted to have the same voice as my aunt. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know that my I've aunt ever... is an amazing woman. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. When he's, unless he's People in the Jenny. chat room are already, oh, oh my lord, what a panel. I have to tell you, I mean, when you do a show with the same person again and again and again for years... You develop a rapport, you develop a rhythm, an understanding of how things ebb and flow and how you bounce off of one another. And so I'm not promising the greatest show in the world tonight, not because of any particular person. Well, if there were, it would be Jack Star. Let's be honest. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. But what I'm saying is that we've got a group of people here who are not used to doing a show with one another, but the show's got to go on. So here we are. We're doing this for you. We hope you appreciate it. We hope it turns out to be a good show. Uh, we'll do what we can, okay? And if you'd like to be on the show, the number to call is 573-837-4948. I'm going to type it in the chat room, 573-837-4948, if you'd like to be on the show tonight. Uh, and then we can all sound like we're on phones. You sound great now. Prior to the show, <clears throat> we had a okay. bunch of headset problems. We couldn't get Jackstar to stop sounding like he's calling in from Ma Bell. And we finally, I guess, figured out the issue. You sound in, infinitely more presentable for air than you did uh-huh. earlier. I don't know what the deal was, but it's well, fine now. I tell you how good voice sounds, and then you've talked to me about how terrible my connection is. Now I just don't know what to do. Well, uh, before the show, neuropathy, you were talking about Apple, and you were saying that the stock price is taking a dump. 7% down, according to uh, Drudge Report. What's going on with that? It's Apple Watch related, isn't it? Apple Watch. It's, oh, I it's knew it. The only thing connected to Apple right now that, uh, other than the fact that uh, I wouldn't buy an Apple product, but that's me. Why wouldn't you? I guess that's a good question. Overpriced. You think so? That's all it comes down to. They just simply brought the price point more into the realm of reality. You'd be on board. Absolutely. Well, really, though, I mean, think about like on the phone side of things, most people never really pay full price for a mobile device anyway. You just sort of have that subsidized by your carrier. And, what if the hardware was still manufactured by the axis of evil, but it was cheapest? Would you still be unwilling to get it? Yeah, because uh, I don't shop for platforms. I'm, I'm shopping for platform, not price. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm looking for performance. Yeah, performance for price. You know, I go back to the days of Apple II Plus and uh, Franklin the Ace 1200. They did the same thing, and one was half as much as the other one. I don't know that that's really something that a lot of people factor in in 2015. I mean, you, there's a point in time to which you could go back and find people shopping exclusively on price before just about anything else. But anymore, mobile devices, most people at the most are paying 200 to $300 to have a subsidized device on a contract. And 
So, yeah, I don't think at this point very many people are shopping on price. Although, if you do go out and you buy an Apple, an, an iPhone, just you pay straight up retail price for it, it is way overpriced. But so is the Samsung Galaxy S6 or the S5. Uh, those are ridiculously overpriced. Look at the OnePlus One and what that phone Aren't costs. Aren't all flagship phones ridiculously overpriced as soon as they're launched? Say that again. Aren't all flagship phones really overpriced as soon as they're launched? Well, but One OnePlus One, uh, is it Oppo, is that the same company that makes the OnePlus One? Do I have that straight? Or is that a separate entity altogether? Do you guys know? I, I do not know. Oh, my God. See, Curtis, why are you not? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, well, anyway, there's this phone, and it's, it's called the OnePlus One. Uh, that's either the name of the phone or that's the name of the company making it, or it's all the same. It's the name of the company and the name of the phone. I don't know. But this thing is awesome. It has crazy specs. It has like two or three gigabytes of RAM. It has crazy amounts of storage. Uh, it's got, at a minimum, I think it's a quad-core processor. Um, it might be an octa-core processor. I don't know. They've got, they're just amazing devices, and they cost something on the order of like 350 bucks. They're just crazy low price the screen is big and beautiful the only downside to it is that the phones are hard to get because they're primarily chinese devices and they haven't made their way into the american market yet so until that what happens kind of applications are there on the mobile platform that a person needs all this horsepower for that a phone from yesteryear can't run games you think so yeah gaming is huge on mobile devices hmm. um and also about the uh, Apple stock price, uh, Apple was trading at about $120 a week ago, and today it's trading at 130 So I don't know what is going on over at the Drudge Report, but I think they need to hire a fact checker. <laughs> well, that's just today, Debub. What is your stupid screen B-dub. name? B-Dub. Perhaps they were reporting that the price is 7% less than they thought it was going to be at this point. Okay. The price of what was 7% less? The stock price. They were anticipating that it would be so-and-so, and and now it's not. Now it's such-and-such. Are any... I'm sorry, go ahead. A a big... A a lot of people right now, in terms of the market, um, it's being kind of pulled down by this fiasco in Greece, um, (laughs) which doesn't seem to be... Uh, anywhere close to being resolved. Um, so that's not helping. I wonder how uh, much it really is affecting things. Is, is there any quantifiable evidence that can say, yes, this is directly attributable economically to what's happening in Greece? Because from what I've been seeing in the news, it seems like the Eurozone has remained largely insulated from what's happening in Greece. And they don't really seem to care too much about what's... The Greece can't pay its bills, so their solution, well, we'll loan Greece more money, and everyone will just, we'll just well, del- delay the it, inevitable well, a little longer. Or forgive part of their debts. Um, yeah, is it that they can't pay their bills, or is it they can't pay the interest on their debt? Because there's a difference. Well, that's a yeah. bill. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's a bill, man. Some bills are more billish than others. Well, yeah, some of the true. concern was uh, actually the euro uh, system, EU falling apart because of this, so could be a tipping point for all the uh that's right gloom and doomers nobody really knows for sure what would happen if greece left the eurozone and i think the the, the school of thought out there is that it's best not to find out 
Yeah, there are people that say that once Greece falls, Portugal might be next, and then it would be kind of a domino effect. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I'm not an economist. I'm on a podcast at my desk in my house. You say that as though they're mutually exclusive. There's no way you could be a po an economist and doing a podcast. They're just uh, uh, I podcasting is so podcast. low end and so economist. low rent. No economist would be caught dead doing this. I don't think they would be caught dead on on the uh, spec sheet. It's a little redacted in the chat says she only wants MV. You know, there's a lot of that sentiment that's been going around recently. Thank you. That makes me feel great. I don't think I could fill this show on my own. I, I I mean, I'm a technically savvy person and I'm good at speaking into a microphone. But I think if I tried to do that, I'd just sit here for two hours babbling. I mean, it would not be a very good show. Yeah, I I think I could sit here and talk for two hours. But it would not be a very good show, I can assure you. Curtis, one of the beautiful things about him is that what he does on this show, it makes me look like I'm doing something interesting and entertaining and smart when in reality, Curtis is carrying the show. That's the brilliance of the spec sheet. Anyway, so Apple stock prices in the tank. Some people speculating it may have something to do with uncertainty in the Eurozone well, because of Greece. Here's another factor, and this is something that people don't consider. It's that the, you know, uh, I believe Apple just announced record earnings, and usually this quarter they don't do that well, and they did really well be primarily because of iPhone sales. Now, the reason the stock price went down is because going into this uh, new report that was released today, people were expecting that kind of information. So that was all along, it was kind of built into the stock price leading up to today. And now you're seeing a little bit of a, cor a correction. I am, uh, I'm a little curious as to at what point, what will be the mechanism? What's the tipping point at which Apple says, you know what, this watch thing, eh, not so much, not really going to work out. Or is that point ever going to come? Am I right? I'm. I'm. I guess the uh, group think out there. The uh, popular train of thought is that line of thought is that this watch is going to be a dud. It's going to mm. fail. Do you think that that's? Do you guys? I on have the whole an think Apple that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. I have an Apple Watch. Oh my! Um, I I like. The, I'll tell you the thing I like most about it is uh, the activity. Uh, uh, feature that uh, will kind of tell you to uh, how much activity you've been in a or participated in a, in a particular day. So it kind of encourages me to get off my keister and uh, exercise a little bit more. Um, also, I've actually taken I took a call on my Apple Watch the other day, which I wasn't even aware I could do. I thought that was pretty really? cool. Really, you didn't yeah. know that? I mean, I would think that would be one of the primarily sold features of this device not really really uh i i looked at the apple watch and i saw well this is a, a a device that's going to let me interact with my phone but it's going to let me do do that without actually pulling it out of my pocket so if i get a text i don't have to pull my phone out of my pocket to see who that text is or if i want to bother replying i can just glance down and go oh that's just a mv See, I, I, I was going to say, if we could just have a hidden camera there when I text you 
to see you looking at your watch and then shrugging your shoulders and putting your hand back down to you. If we could just see that, it would just solidify what it is I envision in my mind anytime yeah. I send you a message about anything. So what you're saying, B-Dub, is that you like the Apple Watch because it reminds you that you're killing yourself and so you exercise more. Yes. That's really the, uh, the watch shames you into doing what you should have been doing already. Yes, and to being a little bit, bit more active. Um, I've also heard a lot of people say that they were considering getting the Apple Watch, but they decided they were going to hold off until the next generation came around. That's always, I think, sort of axiomatic. That's uh, the thing to do. You don't jump in on round one. You're a schmuck if you do. Any <laughs> benchmark device or... Did you call me a schmuck, sir? I did. I am very unimpressed by you at this moment, actually. I, any any device that comes out of the, the sort of... Uh, Test run of any device always sucks. I mean, it just pistols at dawn. I mean, the old thing about Microsoft having to have three runs at something before they get it right, and then when they do, they run with it. That's that's just I I don't know. I I, I would not. You must have a lot of disposable income, I guess, because I I wouldn't spend three hundred and fifty dollars on that. I'm Apple sorry. Watch. What were you saying? I was counting my money, <laughs> my shekels. <laughs> I was going through my clams. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm glad you're exercising now. I'm sorry that the threat of death didn't motivate you to do so. It was a watch that uh, got it done for you, though. There's something psychologically that ought to be commented on uh, learning this about you. You know, I thought a long time ago you were getting your exercise in line. I remember you talking about how you were trying to stop being such a couch potato slouch. Uh, you know, it's kind of... Uh, when winter comes around, it's really hard to it is. I know. do anything here because uh, it gets so cold. And it's really just, you know, when the weather report is don't don't go outside, you might die. Uh, I tend to just stay home. Um, do I do you care if I tell people where you are? Uh, no, he's in Ohio. I hope you meant no, you don't care, or as opposed to no, don't tell them. <laughs> He's in Ohio, which is one of those states like Missouri that just has the worst weather in the world. It's either extremely hot, melt your face, uh, heat stroke hot in the summer, or, hey, you're going outside without a coat, you're going to be dead in 10 minutes in the winter. <laughs> That's got to be the northern part of Ohio, though. That's not southern Ohio. Well, do you want to say what part of Ohio you're in? Uh, B-Dub, could you tell everybody what color your home is and on what street? No, 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 no. If we could just uh, zero my in. My geosynchronous uh, coordinates are uh, as follows. Are you looking down uh, at your Apple Watch to give us those coordinates? Because if you are, I don't yeah. want them. I want nothing to do with those numbers. I am north of Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, the middle of Michigan is even more brutal. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you, B-Dub. Yeah. So, Jack Star, what are your thoughts on the Apple Watch? Do you have one? Are you going to get one? Uh, what's your take? I mean, maybe the Apple platform as a whole. I've never heard you comment on any of this stuff. Well, that's Jack Star, ladies and gentlemen. I got to say, he's uh, knocking it out of the park tonight. I don't know if he's even still connected. I'm going to have to go take a look and see. He may not be. Well, it, sh it shows that he's in the Skype conversation, so I don't know what's going on with him. All I see. He's got a creepy cat as his... Do you see that cat no. that he's got? <laughs> it's making me angry. I have such a dislike of cats. It's not the cats I dislike. It's having them in my home. It makes me angry when I see pictures of cats. If you want to get under my skin, if you want to troll me on Bellgab, that's how you do it. 
You just post pictures of cats. It'll get me every time. Uh, well, I don't know what happened to Jackstar. I don't know if he can hear me. I don't know what's going on. Oh, well. Uh, neuropathy. Um, overall, you're not going to buy any Apple devices, you say. I, I've, I've never bought an Apple device, and I'm, I'm one of those on the side of anti-Apple. For whatever reason, it's in my brain that I will never buy an Apple product. I watch so many people spend excess money for whatever I thought was uh, not uh, giving them the, the value for what they were getting. But you're kind of an engineer-type person, right? Maybe you... Um, yes, engineer science background. Yeah. And so I would think you're just by nature going to be more of an Android guy, more of a tinkerer. I love the Android. I think it's it's uh, it's... It's quite a little box of fun. I, there's really nothing that you can't do on it. I mean, once you gain root access to an Android device, the sky is pretty much the limit. And some of the things that... It, I, I'm sure that by now, these two platforms are probably pretty much at parity in terms of what it is you're able to do on either respective platform. But there's just such crazy flexibility available on an Android device. For instance, you can make it do weird things like when I come home, if the Wi-Fi is turned on, I want my screen brightness to increase by 30%. You know, weird, <laughs> crazy stuff like that. I mean, there might be some real-world situation out there where that actually could be something somebody wants to do. Or uh, when I leave the house, I want my phone to automatically send a text to my wife telling her that I'm leaving, but... I don't want that text to go out if the temperature outside is above 71. <laughs> you know, you can do really weird stuff like that on Android, and I just, the the iOS seems so Fisher-Price to me. Every time somebody brings an iOS device in my office for me to fix it, that's the only experience I have with iOS, is fixing other people's iOS devices. And uh, in the in the course of doing so, when people bring these devices in here, it just feels so Fisher-Price to me. By the way, B-Dub, if that's you typing, it's really coming across pretty heavy on your mic there. All right. And, yeah, uh, you know? Jack, Jack Star is completely gone now. His uh, avatar is, is missing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he just sort of uh, faded away. We'll see if we can get him back in here. There you go. Yeah, we'll give it a try. It's calling him. We'll see. So that's it. That's our uh, hating on Apple conversation. I'm I, done with. Yeah, I'm done with that. I would say that uh, you're probably neuropathy quite pleased to see that their stock price is tanking. But what we're talking about a company that's uh, their market value is, I think, greater than that of any other company. They are. Yeah. Uh, they have something like ninety billion dollars, and it's just some crazy amount of money in the bank. So that's hello. Now you're back. Yeah, we were just. Uh, having our apple conversation and i went to you and i said overall what are your thoughts on the apple watch or even on the uh, the whole platform as a whole i mean are you anti-apple like neuropathy definitely is and as i guess i could say i am i think that they're part of the new world fascist agenda i don't think apple's a legitimate wow. company i think they're evil really and <laughs> what specifically is it that causes you to feel that way their corporate logo, the apple with the bite taken out of it, I think that's a smoking gun. I don't think you can get look beyond that. I think they're either legitimately working for the Prince of Darkness or they're alluding to that fact. Why? Yeah, I don't understand why the logo. Why, what's, what's wrong with the logo? 
Well, the story goes that there was a reptile that gave the first woman an apple, and oh. he told her to eat of it. That's the story, anyway. Actually, the uh, Apple logo is a kind of a reference to uh, the computer scientist. Uh, Wozniak? Alan? Yes, I'm well aware of the cover story. <laughs> no. There was the uh, British code breaker during World War II who helped. Uh, was, it Al- was it Alan Turing? Yes, the one they just made a movie about. Yeah. And so uh, when he was arrested for being gay, um, he killed himself by eating a poisoned apple. And that's why the apple has a bite taken out of it. So the problem with that is why didn't – I think the whole message in the movie there is that there should be other ways for people to kill themselves, right? No? I don't know. Hemlock, always a winner. I missed the message of the movie entirely. I never even saw it. Flew right by me. I never I've saw it. It does it. sound interesting. I, uh, Turing is the guy. He is pretty much the father of modern computing, I guess anyone you would ask would say that, right? Well, I if he's the father, does that make modern computing homosexual? Oh, Jack Star. Oh, well. Jack Star. Um, okay. How well. is he the father? Like he did. Like what about Babbage? Um. Yeah, I don't know enough about him to comment. <laughs> well, he was alive several several dozen years before uh, Turing was. What did he do? He was working on mechanical computers. Um. You know what? I think I saw, uh, actually, there was something in the news recently about something he built, and I don't remember what the story was. You know what I'm talking about, Jack Star? It was, and there were people talking about it on Belgab. I think well, I think somebody found a computer that he had built that was previously unknown, and it did something. That sounds familiar. It's, it's the kind of thing that Charles Babbage could have done, because he was trying to create computers without electronics, and of course, all he had was pulleys and gears and pistons. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I'm That's sick of all these electrons flowing around. I, I want steam. I want to see. A, I want to see some moving parts. And when something breaks, I want to be able to fix it with a wrench. Let's go. Have but, you seen um, Iron Iron Sky? No. No. The the uh, movie about Nazis on the moon. No. The, I'm familiar uh, with it, but I haven't seen it. The. Uh, the the uh, Nazi space program has kind of been halted because they just have this one enormous mainframe computer that's probably driven by tubes, and it just doesn't quite have the computing power to draw, to uh, help them pilot their uh, Nazi UFOs so they can take over the Earth. But a uh, uh, an astronaut from the United States uh, lands on the moon with a smartphone, and that's what they used uh, to power their 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 invasion and uh it's kind of funny so this is a factual movie it's it's It's, it's biographical it's oh it's yeah it's it's a documentary (laughs) because this is all it's all coming back to me yes i remember hearing about this and his oh Mm -hmm. yes 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 it had a brilliant trailer in the theaters that everybody talked about and then they came out and bombed i hate it when that happens well the the uh director's cut i thought was was pretty good. I don't know what the difference is between the director's cut and the regular theatrical release was, but the uh, director's cut was was pretty was a good time. 
Well, here's something that makes me feel wonderful. Google Plus Photos shutting down August 1st. This is from gmanetwork.com. August 1 is going to be an important date for people who store their photos on Google's Google Plus social network. That's when they're going to remove all the Google Plus photos from the service, and it's going to be replaced by Google Photos. And Google says, in an effort to ensure everyone has the best photos experience we can deliver, on August 1, we're going to shut down. The real reason is because nobody wants to use Google Plus or anything associated with it. And and any usage that Google ever enjoyed where Google Plus – it's hard for me to say Google repeatedly – any usage Google saw in Google Plus was the result of them forcing people to be funneled into it. For mm-hmm. instance, on YouTube, you couldn't comment unless you were a Google Plus user. On my Android phone, I can't rate and comment on apps unless I have an active Google Plus account. It just goes on and on and on. Those are only the first yep. two examples that are at the top of my mind. And so it was if Google Plus ever had any form of traction, it was it was artificial traction, and it was the worst kind because the people who were getting funneled into that service were being annoyed by Google in the process. I have a question for you. Yes. Is Google the smartest dumb company or the dumbest smart company? Because time after time, they've released a product like Google+, uh, Buzz, Wave, Google Glass, and they've all just kind of impacted. Is I think Google Glass is actually still on the march, is it not? I, I didn't think they uh, actually I, killed it. They I, killed I, the Google Glass project, the Explorers project, but they're still working on the technology and putting it into a package that people won't laugh at. So explain yeah. to me the difference between the project and, and uh, the product. Well, the product was the little eyeglass frame with the little robot thing that everybody right. made fun of when a person wore it. And the technology, the concept is having a little eye on the spy that you carry on your shoulder throughout your entire life that looks at everybody everywhere you go. Well, I'm saying, what did they – okay, they're still working on the tech, but what is it that they – I mean, the, the tech is all I knew there was. I mean, what is it that they've stopped working on well, where tech- Google Glasses is concerned? The tech is designed to interact with a human social environment, and if a person wearing Google Glass – completely alters that social environment just by virtue of showing up with the device turned on, then that kind of alters the function of the device. So what they're eliminating is the development of that whole augmented reality thing that's built into it. I think they're just eliminating their marketing. I know. I'm, I I know your explanation has not clarified this for me at all. B-Dub, do you know what it is, Google Glass, what's happening there? Um, I, what I think has happened is they've pretty much killed the project and they're probably moving on to something else that may be similar. Well, why are they being have, ambiguous about it and making it look like we're killing it, but we're not killing it? I don't because no one taboo? cares. Jackstar, what? It's a social taboo. What is? Walking into the locker room or a bar or a oh, courtroom yeah. or an art Big museum time. carrying that, a camera. It's a huge social taboo. That it does has massive ramifications for all society. That and does what are they do just market it? They can't really market that. Yeah, the people wearing it are going to be hated for wearing them. The company yeah. that makes it is going to be hated for making it. And then when we look at what it is that actually is the bread and butter of the company that made this product, advertising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> accru- uh, just accruing all this information about you and using it to 
show advertisements Don't. to you or to hand information over to you uh, to the government about you when a uh, court order is received. They don't want people figuring out too fast what the device is supposed to do. Turn you into a Borg. And turn it into an implantable third eye. (laughs) And I believe they also killed Google Wallet, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to go take a look and see. (laughs) Wallet.google.com. Let's see if it loads up for me. It would be hilarious if there's just like a skull and crossbones. And a tumbleweed GIF at the bottom of the screen. Um, well, Google Wallet does load up for me, for me and uh, they're calling it Google Payments now. Ah. And I don't really see the point of this. It's it's like it's kind of a hybrid of something. It wants to be PayPal, but it doesn't want to be PayPal. So they've got Apple Pay and Google Payments. Is that it? I guess so. Payment means thought. Well, that's that's. I mean. I don't know. I mean, why would you get rid of the Google Wallet branding? I mean, that seems like the thing to hold on to because it's so clear. It's obvious what the product is. Well, it's been around for like eight years. How much adoption has there been of Google Wallet? Mm. I've still got a leather wallet, thanks. That's because of the Google philosophy. We roll out all these products, and then we just let them wither on the vine and don't promote or develop them in any way. And then we shut them down because they're not getting any use. I kind of see Google Plus similar to Google Labs. It's like Google Beta. Like they make all these things because they got some grad student over at the DARPA headquarters who thinks, oh, what a great idea. Let's see if we can get people to do it. And then they let all these graduate students put their stuff out on the web. And then whatever sticks to the wall, you know, they rename it. nothing. There's not much no, sticking right now. Yeah. There's nothing. Google it's Hangouts. stuck. That's pretty good. Google Hangouts. I liked it better when it was Google Voice. Yeah. Google Hangouts was the only thing that came out of uh, Google Plus that I ever found to be interesting at all. And I always wished that it would just be its own standalone product like Skype. Yeah. And I think it is now, isn't it? Yeah. No. Not really. People producing uh, material with uh, using just the Google Plus. When was the last time you guys actually used Google Hangouts? I'm sorry, Hangouts, yes. I'm right here. When's the last time we used what? A Google Hangout. Oh, God. Years, like three or four years ago, Curtis and I were basically doing video versions of the spec sheet uh and posting the videos on YouTube, and that's how we were doing it was through Hangouts. Where's Uh, the archives? It's it's not... I don't know. It's not something that you can just open up and click, and then, bam, you've got it going. It's... It was because, it was so rough, man. I yeah. mean, you would just well, it was even just now like, it's like ping. that. You would hear that stupid sound. Ping! Hi, this is the spec sheet. I'm Michael Van Dieven. Look how much fatter I am than you thought I would be. He's Curtis <laughs> Thornton. We're here to do a show about technology, but try not to be distracted by my wife cleaning in the background. Yeah, that's uh, that that didn't. I mean, we did several episodes like that, and I eventually just got sick of it, and we stopped doing it. And What's really, the with... name? What's that? What's the doggy's name? Not my doggy. Is it just one? Hello, Michael. Yes. I just thought I'd let you Hello? guys sit there in discomfort for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. I just thought I'd let you guys hang for a little bit. Um, okay, forget the dog. <laughs> 
Nobody gives about anybody's dog or what anybody's dog is named. Let's just make that pretty clear right now. Oh my God, I think I'm going to cry. Nobody gives it anyway. Uh-huh. Well, I don't even know what I was talking about. You screwed my train of thought. I was on to a uh, point there. Google. Unintended coin with it. Hang on. I don't know. I was bitching about Google Hangouts, and we we tried that for a while. It didn't work out. Um, well, it's now. Not that I mean, I'm trying to endorse the recommend it. It was so easy, though, to do that and just have it show up on YouTube. I mean, it's like being uploaded as you're doing it, and people were able to watch live as we were doing so. So, I mean, the the premise behind the product is great, but people just don't want to be tied into that whole Google Plus uh, ecosystem environment shackle thing in order to have well, to I do think it. They are if they use any Google product at all. They're using some sort of constellation of Google services, and then Google just wants people to use whatever the hell they use. They don't care what it's called. If they have to change the name and scrap all the code and relaunch it six months later, you know they'll be happy to. Yeah, I uh, I just uh, really wish that. Google would concede the fact that nobody wants to use your social network. You failed. You are you're 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 reacting rather than innovating. There's already a social network. As much yeah. as it pains me to say, Facebook is it. That's what everybody apparently wants to use. You're not going to overcome that. And when All some right. when someone does overcome Facebook, it's because it's going to be some dude who isn't rich, doesn't have a corporation behind him, and has nothing to lose. And It'll be whoever's in second place when Facebook tumbles. Well, it'll be someone that we, we've not heard of yet. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be something... I mean, when, when it, think back when you were using MySpace, when everybody was using MySpace, nobody even... I mean, Facebook was nowhere on the radar, and then suddenly, holy crap, here's this thing, it just shows up and... Hey, guess what? Everybody's leaving their MySpace page. That's how it's going to happen because it was so different from what people were doing on on <clears throat> MySpace. The the clutter. Oh my God! The Every MySpace page. You, it was awful. They they were allowing users to go to these third party code rendering sites where you could basically generate HTML code and paste it into your MySpace profile, and so you'd load these pages. You'd load somebody's profile page, and it would take like 30 days for everything to completely load up. I mean, it was just insane. You had to have, you had to have like 16 gigabytes of RAM in order for your computer to be able to handle loading one of these MySpace pages. It was the stupidest thing ever, and everyone pushing their favorite music into your face. Any mm. any page you go to, you got to listen to some stupid song from yeah. someone that you've never heard of and would never actively seek to listen to. It was just atrocious. And so along well, came Facebook, this thing that no one's ever heard of, but it was so different. And that's what will supplant Facebook ultimately. It'll be something that nobody sees coming that's radically different, that uh, takes advantage of all of the things that people hate about Facebook. Yeah. Um the maybe the worst part of that uh people being able to customize their page to that extent is it allowed people to do to insert uh javascript and so it opened you up to uh potentially getting uh some malicious uh code uh especially if you're running like internet explorer you could probably execute all kinds of activex stuff in the background and 
Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of that going on. Let's take a call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, what's up? It's Sheppist. Hey, buddy. What's Sheppist. going on? I had a quick question. Hey, what's up, guys? A quick question back on Android. You know, mm. I'm, a, I'm kind of a big anti-subscription type guy. You know, I don't want to get the free phone and then have some contract for the next five years or whatever it is. So right now I got uh, a Moto G, which is basically the Google phone, right? And um, I was curious if you had any recommendations for any other smartphone that's just best to buy straight out without having a contract. I would buy a Nexus they device. Android. I would buy I would buy the latest Nexus device, and that's what I, I I'm not buying any more uh, Samsung flagship phones. I'm done with that. After the Galaxy yeah, S5, uh, I'm finished. <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing, except to say not to buy an S5 ever. Yeah, it started out, I was so impressed with this phone, and then it became pretty clear to me that to make this phone be what I really want it to be, there's so much hacking and just uh, workaround type stuff that you have to do, rooting the device, modifying the firmware to the point where it's not even the same firmware, and just... I'm I'm sick of that. I want to be able to just flip on an Android phone and use it out of the box. I don't even want to have to root it in order to... Like, this stupid Galaxy S5, in order for the screen... When you buy this thing, the way it comes from the factory, if you press the home key, it'll turn the screen on! So what does that mean? That means is you've got this hunk of crap in your pocket... As you're just bouncing about the, uh, the the fruited plane through the course of your day, this thing's going to turn on in your pocket no less than five to ten times. You're going to be calling people accidentally. You're going to be taking completely black pictures inside your pocket. It is horrible, you, and there's no way. That. No, you cannot. On the S5? Because on the S4, you can. Well, you show me the option because it doesn't exist. And the S5... You cannot disable that option. The only way to do so <clears throat> is to root the device, and then you have to install something called the called Waynam Exposed, which gives you access to a series of options that don't just uh, natively exist in the version of Android that the S5 ships with. And then from there, but to get that Exposed app, it's called XPOSED. In order to get that to work, the device has to be rooted. So, in order for me not to have this stupid lump of crap repeatedly turning on in my fo- in my pocket throughout the day, I have to root the device in order for that to... I mean, who, who, when making this phone, to whom did it never occur that I might want to make the home key do nothing? I, I, I just can't believe it. You could it. throw it in the river because it is water resistant, so that would solve the problem of pushing the home key. You're not going to do that when it's in the river. Well, only if it's in the river for less than 30 minutes and the river is less than three feet deep. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's water resistant up to three feet for 30 minutes or less. So, I know for a fact you can change six. that setting on the S4. Shafis, go ahead. Did you have the five or the six? Five. Next? I've got it. I've, got, I've still got the five. So would you say, you know, even if you bought a brand-new Unlock 5, it would still be worth it? Um, uh, I, I, I just wouldn't buy one. I mean, I'm, I'm done buying Galaxy. I'm done buying Samsung devices. I, but that's a separate answer to a separate question. You have to answer the question that he's asking, not the one that you want to answer. Well, if I'm done buying Samsung devices, why would I buy an S5 under any circumstance? 
not no, about no, what no, you're no, buying. Right. It's Nexus about what Chef is buying. Nexus Five. Oh, the Nexus Five. Well, I think they're yeah. up to the Nexus Six now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's uh, that is the device to buy. I mean, it's the flagship Android device. It is the benchmark Android experience. There are no carrier encumbrances. There are no ma- phone manufacturer encumbrances. In other words, there's no bloatware installed on there. And I had the uh, Galaxy Nexus, which yes was a Samsung device, but it uh, when I owned it, I, I I was just so taken by the fact that. I never really felt the need to root the device because being pure Android without any without being hobbled by a carrier or hobbled by a manufacturer, I was able to control the device and do with it whatever I wanted to do, regardless of whether it was rooted or not. And you don't want to root your Android phone unless you really have to because ultimately that is a security risk, rooting mm-hmm. your device, because then what you're doing is you're saying... Any application that I grant root access to, administrative access, is going to be able to do things that otherwise it wouldn't be allowed to do. And that could be dangerous. You could have apps. uh, You could end up with a malicious app on your phone that wants to send text messages to some phone number in Czechoslovakia. Or does Czechoslovakia even exist any longer? I don't know. Uh, if, Czech, is it, Czech Republic and the Slovak Republic. Okay, well, some it Balkan even state. Have to be a malicious app. It could just be an app that accidentally divides zero by two and it fries a capacitor. Well, but nobody cares about frying your capacitor. They want to make money, and so they could send text messages to some crazy phone number overseas, yeah. and then you end up getting a five thousand dollar bill from your carrier. Which, by the way, I can't believe is legal i can't believe that's even possible to happen i mean if the fcc exists if they don't exist for the purpose of stamping out that sort of stuff i don't even know why they show up to work in the morning but whatever i digress uh so when a per- you don't when want to root the device the unless you absolutely have to if you can get yourself a nexus device i think you're going to feel like you don't need to root it because there's no bloatware that you need to uninstall that's another thing that the, the s5 is so loaded up with crap that in order to get rid of it, you have to root the device. You can't get rid of that stuff without rooting. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. There's all that software on there that, yeah, it, it they make it they make it almost impossible for you to remove it. The other thing is so. that the Nexus devices are very reasonably priced. As a matter of fact, uh, Nexus phone, I'm going to take a look right now and see what the latest iteration of, I'm on Amazon and it's 4.99 for the 32 gig. Okay, the Nexus 6. Motorola. I'm on the Google Play Store, and they don't show. Okay, is this the price? Um, they don't show a price, I but the price is right theme, but it's playing in my head. I thought it was like 350 to 400 dollars, something the like that. The are on Amazon. Ugh. What's, uh, I'll bet you it varies. It probably depends on how much storage it's got. That's probably uh-huh. what it always comes down to. 32, yeah, there's no first world. There's a 32 and a 64 uh, gig version of the Nexus 6. Seven months ago, I got an unlocked S4 for $225. So what are you talking, $399? <clears throat> wow. Brand new? Yeah, brand new, unlocked. Never a problem. Straight from the manufacturer. Of course, it was Christmas time, so I did get that deal. You do know that you can get your the, the, the federal that federal law now mandates your carrier provide you the unlock code if you ask for it. 
that's true, but I got one unlocked anyway. Well, I'm just saying that that's no longer a selling point. You know, like a device being unlocked. That's It's just like you can get this S5. I can call T-Mobile up right now and say I want this device unlocked. They'll ask me why. I'll tell them some sort of bull crap. And the next day you'll get an email with an unlock code and instructions. That's what I did with my wife's phone so she could use it in Morocco. Worked wonderfully. Then again, if you buy an unlocked phone out of the box, then you don't have to send all that email. Send all that email. I sent gigabytes of email to get this device unlocked. I had to set up a mail server to unlock this device. No, it was pretty simple, man. It really was. Yeah, I mean, it was just that it took 24 hours. That was kind of a buzzkill, but whatever. You know, got an unlocked device out of it. So, well, I Chefist, can't imagine any application. Well, thanks for the yeah, thanks for part. the advice because this this Moto G is is kind of being a pain in the ass i've had it for a year now so i'm, I'm looking for something else get so yourself a nexus 6 be done with it. if you're going to get an android device i I, sh- I don't know why i didn't learn my lesson i was always such a big proponent of the nexus line and for some reason i got this stupid s5 and i'm such a douche nozzle for doing so and i really regret it and from now on i will only be buying nexus devices and if i'm not buying a nexus device that means i'm using a flip phone <laughs> Thank you, Chefist. The jitterbug. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Jackstar, what were you saying there? You got interrupted. I approve of your advice. Uh, yeah, well, thank you. I think well. it's sound advice. You know, there are so many crappy Android phones out there, and oh, yeah. I know a lot of people who've bought really, really horrible Android devices and had a, a just an abysmal experience, and because of that, they say Android sucks. That's their conclusion, and they go out and they uh, buy iPhones. I know a lot of people that are now hardcore evangelists for iOS and Apple because they had a horrible experience on a cheap Android device on an awful carrier, and in their mind, that is Android, when in reality, Android has changed so much in the last three years, let's say. Well, Android requires the user to keep up with current events. That's not the same with iPhone. What do you mean? Well, I happen to like patching my phone. I think that's fun. It's like, oh, a patch. I get to patch my phone. I get new features. <laughs> Other people do not want that experience. They just want their phone to work. Excuse me. You can't use profanity on this show because I, right. s- I have to send this over. to. Now I'm going to have to mark down the time. So You sorry. said that. So okay, sorry. so at 50, we'll say 50, 40. Yeah, me. Okay. I'm gonna well, that's okay. As long, right as, I, as long as I remember to write down the time. It's okay because I can easily. I'm. I am literally right. Every time you use profanity, Jackstar, I'm literally writing on my hand with a pen. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be just covered in ink uh, after a little. I'm hopefully I was aping not. an alternate persona, even though that doesn't help you. Well, Sister Agnes used to jab uh, pencils in uh, people's hands when they did bad things. Did bad things. <laughs> did bad things. <laughs> he was doing bad things. I had to jab him. Okay. Got their attention. So, yeah, get yourself a Nexus device and be done with it. Whether you're getting a phone or a tablet on the Android, I would never recommend any Android tablet. Specifically, it's it's the flagship device, though. It's not so much Nexus. Flagship. Well, it is Nexus because Nexus implies pure Android experience. Yes. Direct from Google. Nexus is a flagship Android device, but there are other manufacturers that make perfectly serviceable phones that have flagship products. Well, that's their flagship device, like the the, right. the Galaxy line is Samsung's flagship device, but it is not the 
benchmark Android device. It's a heavily, heavily modified version of Android. Hey, but it's that not Samsung's like Google using. makes the device themselves. They contract out to somebody. Like, who's making the current Google flagship device? Well, that's true. I mean, for instance, the Galaxy Nexus was a Samsung device, but when you were using it, you didn't know that. All you knew was you're running Android. When you turned on the Galaxy Nexus, it didn't say Samsung. It said Google. And after that, the screen, the home screen comes up, and you're, you're just looking at pure, unadulterated Android. It was wonderful. I don't know why I'm the, so stupid I moved away from that, but there's not a single Android tablet I would recommend to anybody. They're horrible, uh, wow. except for the Nexus line of tablets. Unless you get a Nexus tablet... I think you're totally wasting your time. Someone on Belgab, it was Coaster, was complaining about their Android tablet and some crazy problem that he was having with it. And several messages went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about this Android tablet. And then just in passing, somewhere along the line, he reveals that this tablet he's using was made by Polaroid. <laughs> and I said, you know what? You know how much of my time you've just wasted here? If you'd only started out this conversation with the word Polaroid being included somewhere in this conversation in your first post, we would have ended this really, really quickly. But instead, we went back and forth. I'm assuming you're on like a Galaxy Tab or, you know, like a Nexus 9 or something like that. And I'm, like, answering legitimate questions, trying to really give good advice about... No, the problem is a little something called Polaroid, which, by the way, probably isn't even remotely related to the Polaroid company. It's just that after that thing went south, they probably sold the name off to some Chinese conglomerate, and now they're just making all kinds of bullcrap products with the Polaroid name on them. You're correct. Yeah, I, my, I, my neighbor has something like that, and it has Android version 1.3 oh on it. You know, it's whatever oh. early on version. So. Yeah. He does very little on that. It's probably got like 64K of RAM. Just hideous. I have a Tegra Note, and I love my Tegra Note 7. I It was very inexpensive, and I do pretty much everything. I can talk on it. I Well, not that I talk on it to make phone calls, but I can... I, made a skype call and uh it you're really it bragging because your tegra 9 allows you to make a skype call sir tegra, tegra 7 7 i'm sorry even tegra note 7 7 7 tegra note 7 you if you're ever in cape Girardeau, missouri uh neuropathy please come by my office here so that i can put that in a vice and smash it it's it's almost there i've only dropped it three times and it's uh it's got tape on both corners well, I'd say it's time to reinvest in a new Android tablet, and the Nexus line is just so amazing. Either they're, they're just go on YouTube, take a look at the Nexus tablets straight from Google. If you're going to go that route, uh, that's the way to go. Otherwise, just get yourself an iPad and be done with it. Definitely avoid the Samsung tablets. Yeah, I agree entirely. I have a Tab Four Ten Point One, and I don't want to have it anymore. All right. Well, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, I've got a bunch of stuff here, but I'd like to defer if if you guys have any directions you want to go in. Uh, I don't have anything. I had an additional point about Apple. Okay. I find it fascinating that it's called the Apple Watch and not the iWatch. That's it? That's the extent of your commentary? 
Well, now there's going to be more commentary because I can't believe that you guys were speechless for a whole 2.5 No, we months. were just waiting. I mean, I've got plenty I could say, but I thought, so, well, you know, maybe he's got something more. Uh, wait, uh. Perhaps it seems more impressive to me because it wasn't until just today that I realized the significance of that. I think the product association goes away. You know, you say, I watch. Yeah, I watch all the time, but you say, Apple Watch. Mm. Well, it's the first product that's been launched since Steve Jobs was dead, and apparently that guy had one job. Jackstar literally believes he is the first person to notice that it wasn't called the iWatch. <laughs> no. I didn't even say that. I'm just Ugh. well, I'm I'm just trying to make you look silly. That's all. I know you didn't actually say that. I'm just uh I think I'm doing a pretty okay job of my own. Thanks though. No, you're fine. You're fine. What are you are you feeling self conscious about your appearance on the show tonight? I'm really worried about that dog. He or she sounded very upset. Well, uh, that's you know what? You forget about that. You are you are somebody, and you do have value as a human being. Right. Um, Apple, speaking of which, is hiring a Chrysler executive, furthering speculation of its automotive ambitions. Does yeah. anyone here really want an Apple car? I mean, no. I know a lot of people are going to buy them, though. You know, if they make a car, it's, it's complete news to me. It's going to be insane. The number of people I, who buy this crap. I could see them building a system that would um, basically uh, maybe drive your car for you. It'd be like a basically like installing a computer system, and then at that point it would drive you around. I could see them doing research on that because uh, I think Google's doing that effectively, aren't they? I mean, they seem to be self-driving yeah. car. Yeah, I think they're probably for like ten years. I think they're probably going to be doing something like that, possibly. But uh, you don't, don't think, think they're going to make a physical car, huh? No, I think they're really? going to make a system that will go in a car. Why would they I need don't... a Chrysler exec for that? Then I. Well, because because the automotive manufacturers have never ever ever done a good job with the inboard systems that they install in these automobiles. The uh, the GPS, whatever it is that you've got built yeah. into your dash, is always a lump of crap. <laughs> always. And what because they what they really need to get away from is this idea that, ah, oh, yes, the car needs to have a screen. Oh, the car should also have a uh, stereo, and it should have a this. No. All it needs to have is an auxiliary, auxiliary jack that I can plug my phone into that yeah. that pipes the audio into speakers i'll use my phone for everything else i'll use my phone to select what i'm going to listen to i'll use my phone for the gps i'll use my phone for making calls i'll use my phone for this that and the other thing there's no reason for them to be including any systems in cars and i've said this on a, a previous edition of the spec sheet and sorry for those of you who are long-time listeners i don't mean to repeat myself but the fact of the matter is that these systems they install on these cars, even if they go, do go to some sort of an Android system that's designed specifically for automotive use or an iOS system that's designed exclusively for automotive use, it is going to stink because it's going to be installed on your car on underpowered hardware that's going to be obsolete within about 12 months of its installation. By the time it gets off the factory floor and gets to you and you're... you're ever-expanding butt is sitting in the driver's seat, 
that hardware responsible for what's showing up on that crappy, by the way, it'll be a crappier display than what's available on your phone, too. What's showing up on that display, what's driving that display that's built into your dash will already be obsolete, and you will have paid many times more for the pleasure of having it in your car than you would have paid if they just put an auxiliary jack there and you plug your device into it and you go. There's no reason for them to be going down this road. It's going to stink. It just, like, they keep trying to specify different uses for Android, like Android TV, Android car. I'm sure there's going to be an iOS car. It always sucks. I bought the uh, Nexus player, which is Google's latest attempt at gaining supremacy in your living room. And... I can't even begin to wrap my mind around the logic behind this device. It's like, okay, let's let's sell an Android device that's it's got Android, but it's a hobbled version of Android that only allows you to watch TV shows. Ready? Break. You know that that's just so stupid. When they could have just shipped out an Android device that just runs full blown Android on your TV and let people do what it is they want to do on it, they would be able to buy into all the Google movie and TV show and music services that exist out there. Uh, they'd be able to do everything on the device that they would uh, want to do, plus the stuff that you really intended for them to do. They'd be able to get together and create a large-scale distributed dial-of-service attack network. Well, that's what most people are doing with these devices, Jack Star, and I've said it's it multiple times on this show. <laughs> I wish you'd quit repeating my content and pretending it's yours, sir. <laughs> I think the, the phone uh, really – the phone should be a device that you can take with you anywhere – uh, you plug it into your car, and then uh, the car kind of augments the functionality of your phone. Uh, you take it home. You go into your house. Uh, you plug it into your TV or maybe some other kind of connector, and then that allows you to, uh, you know, connect to the internet and view content through. Uh, you know, it would be like. Uh, you know, like an Apple TV or a Roku, uh, it would have that kind of functionality, but you could just kind of take it with you everywhere you needed. Um, and why build separate devices for all this different stuff yes. and all these different machines? Yes. And you could just build it into the phone, and then you could just carry that with you all the time, and it would just be like... Uh, it, yeah. Why, it's, why, it, we already we can already assume that the driver is if if the driver of a Tesla is going to spend fifty or sixty thousand dollars on a car, whatever it, eighty thousand, whatever it costs to buy a Tesla, we can probably assume they've got a reasonably nice phone as well. So could you just stop pretending that you're doing everybody a favor and just yeah. let people plug their own device in and use it and be done with it? They'll save money. They'll have a better user experience. Uh, it makes more sense every way you look at it. And the only thing I want from the automotive manufacturer are good speakers and a nice, strong amplifier. That is it. That's all they need and to breaks. do for me. And and phone, phone's not going to drive that car, though. That, that's going to require the... The whole automation system that's built into that into that vehicle. But the automation system will probably communicate with the phone in some way. Sounds like a new government standard to me. Yeah, actually, yeah, there'll probably be some. I don't know. I'm probably wrong about the idea of it, uh, an automated driving system communicating with your phone because it probably would be illegal. It probably has to be entirely self-contained if you're going to have a driving system. Think well, about getting hacked. 
Yeah, they've got those uh, self-driving systems in uh, planes, and they've been hacked. So, um, Here's a story from USA Today. Don't send your old clunker of a retro mobile to the automotive, automotive junkyard just yet. It may be the safest machine on the road. In an article published Tuesday, Wired Magazine reports on how it engaged two hackers to see if they could take control of a Jeep Cherokee from the comfort of their living room while uh. writer Andy Greenberg sat nervously at the wheel while the SUV cruised the highway at 70 miles an hour. Mission accomplished, terrifyingly so. The security experts Charlie Miller and Chris Velasek accessed the Jeep's computer brain through its Uconnect infotainment system. I hate amalgamated <laughs> words like that. Infotainment system and rewrote the firmware to plant their malicious code. Once in, the duo began blasting hip-hop through the stereo system, <laughs> turned the AC to maximum, and ultimately killed the transmission brakes. Nice. So what's going to have to happen is w- w- these these self-driving cars are going to have to in no way touch the public internet yeah well um that would be an obvious target for you know uh terrorists and just you know people who want to cause trouble um a a world of self-driving cars that are connected to some network or even connected to one another i think yeah just wouldn't that be great because these cars need to be able to know in order for this self-driving thing to be effective a car needs to be able to know that another car is going to be coming around the corner before it's even able to visually see it yeah so it's a huge it's a it's going to be a it, it could potentially be a disaster because you know, you could get some guys together and they just start writing programs that make people crash into each other at high rates of speed. I just can't believe that if we end up with the self-driving car future, which I think is going to be delayed for a really long time, and I'll go into that in just a moment. But when we reach that point, it seems to me in order for this whole thing to pan out, these cars need to be able to be able to communicate with one another. They all need to be... Internet connected, or there needs to be some sort of new special intranet created ex- explicitly for these automobiles to be able to communicate with one another. But I can't imagine how you do that without it touching the internet in any way yeah. whatsoever. Um, if you're going to use existing, like, you know, data infrastructure, they're sending and receiving radio frequencies. You know, and if that's what's deciding whether they turn left or right, go straight, accelerate, slow down, brake. Um, I mean, what 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 happens if you broadcast a signal that interrupts that that frequency that all those cars are working on, and you just blast some massive uh, signal that would basically block that? You know, is everybody just going to come to stop? Yeah. I mean, I, the more I think about the self-driving car, the the more I think it's just not a good idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. Well, I mean, it's, I, it's, I like I like public transit. Jackstar what? It's a mandatory idea. Humans have to develop this technology or else we can't have flying cars. Well, you know <laughs> what? That's very true. I mean, it really is true. There's no way it, your grandma is going to be handed a an, an airplane. That's what yeah. a flying car, it is a small airplane, and not only will it be an airplane, it'll be a jet plane, because flying cars oh, are not going to have props. 
So you, we're yep. not going to be able to hand this stuff off to just regular schmoes so they can get to the work site by 7.30 a.m. unless there's some level of automation involved in running and taking off, getting there and landing. That You're going to have to completely remove the human element entirely. You can't let your kid borrow your car to go to the prom. And when That's they do borrow your car, you're going to be able to completely and totally control the user experience for them from beginning to end. You're going to be able to tell it where to take them, when to get them there. You're going to be able to tell yeah. it when to take them back. You're going to be able to see in real time where the automobile is. Well, all that has to exist. Humans won't live without it. Now that I'm a father, these are the things <laughs> I'm thinking about. See, it used to be that I would, yeah, man, think about all the... Uh, Think about all the pot you could score with a flying car. Now I'm thinking about okay, you got to get your kids home by 9 p.m. How you you got to have you got to have automation. You can't have kids just flying. Yeah, I I really uh, I do think that human beings suck generally speaking when it comes to avoiding mistakes. Whether we're talking about avoiding mistakes in driving a car or avoiding mistakes in running a nuclear reactor. We suck, and we make mistakes because we are biological entities, and we are inherently analog and subject to the quantum randomness by which we're surrounded. And so, therefore, we need something binary, a computer that thinks in terms of yes, no, on, off, one, zero, to handle all of this stuff for us. And driving cars is a perfect example of what it is we need computers to do for us. I, I, the, the, this is why it's not going to happen, and I'm not the first person to make this observation, I know. But once we have flying... Uh, I'm sorry, well, flying, Jack Star, you got my brain all on this flying cars thing. Once we have self-driving cars, think of all the trauma uh, doctors, the ER doctors that are going to be out of work. Think how much business hospitals do because of stupid people having car accidents. Think about okay. how much of that business is going to go away. Think about how That's many fine. people running body auto body repair shops. Think how much business those people are going to lose. Think how much insurance rates are going to drop. Think how many parking tickets are no longer going to be written. How many speeding tickets Think are no longer going to be written. how much your car is going to cost you. How much do you, uh, you know, adding all these safety features uh, to cars like airbags and uh, all the side impact technology and, you know the price of a vehicle, a basic vehicle, went up five to six thousand um, uh, dollars over the last few years of the '90s and uh, up until the mid uh, 2000s. Just you know, cars got much more expensive because they added all these safety features that were man- mandatory by law. How much is it going to cost to have this built-in system that's connecting to this network that's going to have to be secured? Uh, and uh, operated, maintained, it's going to be... Will there be a network, though? I mean, that's the big question. Will there be a network? I mean, the Google Google car that's been driving around, to my knowledge, is not connected to any network but the maps service so that it knows where the roads are. But beyond Mm. that, I don't believe that it's utilizing any form of network connectivity. And it's had... It has traveled a lot of miles and has had no accidents that were its fault now think if we have an entire road if we have an entire uh highway system an entire everyone's using these self-driving cars if everyone is using them all of these self-driving cars that are scanning 360 degrees multiple times per second 
Yeah. All of them doing this, none of them speeding, none of them running red lights, none of them following too closely. I don't really think you need to be on any sort of a network, actually, if everybody's following the rules. I think there'd be very few people who could actually afford a vehicle like that. And, and initially, I think that's right. But I mean, eventually, it take, it'll become mainstream. and It would take decades for the price of that technology to come down. Um, well, it's really just made of sand. Once the guy who invents it gives us his patent, we can just spank him out in China. It really is just made of sand, isn't it? I mean, this is yeah. all just dirt. Processed it's a lot dirt. of labor to write the algorithms, but once it's done, you only got to do it once. Yep, that's right. And And look at the technology we're surrounded by right now. I mean, the things that we have at our disposal just in doing the show with one another and being heard by an audience right now. If you were to go back 20 years and tell me that I would have this at my disposal and that it would be inexpensive, there's no way I would have believed you. But here we are, and anybody can do this pretty much. And and I'm not just talking about doing an internet radio show. I'm just talking about computing in general, the, the computing power that is available to us and the price at which is it's available to us, it's just incomprehensible how cheap that stuff is. And just as everything does that's technologically oriented, it all gets cheaper and better at an exponential rate. Of less significance than the computing power is the connection power. It's great to have one device that can go really fast, but if you can connect all your devices to each other and they all do something, that's incredibly more powerful. Yeah, I think B-Dub is just, uh, I don't know, he's just not on board with the uh, self-driving car thing. I think B-Dub and I are going to talk after the show. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> by his position on this issue. Well, We're going to have to chat. A, take a different position on the car, and I think the technology is taking us away from moving our bodies anywhere. Oh, yeah. Why, why move the body when you can look at a screen and, and go visit your you know neighbor that used to live next door who now lives a thousand miles away and you don't have to move out of your living room or your yeah uh have you ever had sex uh <laughs> last night i think i'm yeah. pretty sure so it's kind of hard to do over an internet connection well oh, don't do, be so sure they do make these yeah. usb uh driven apparatuses now where you can simulate the parts of your partner uh, through USB, and these Ooh, USB devices a... communicate with one another remotely. Interactive, do they do yeah. that through a USB dongle? I don't understand the joke. Let's move on. Oh, my goodness. So Is I, it plug I, and play? I, 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 uh, 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 oh! You know what? These jokes, I'm really... I These are going somewhere. <laughs> Unlike this technology. So I don't think that uh, – I think that if self-driving cars are impeded uh, artificially, like if the government steps in – well, let me rephrase that. I think the government will slow this whole thing down as much as possible because of all of the financial loss that stands to occur. With all those yeah. things that, that I just mentioned, in addition to no more DUI arrests, imagine that, a world oh, where there yeah. are no more DUI arrests, uh, mothers against drunk driving, that psychotic group of zombie idiots can go away, uh, all these special interest groups no longer have a reason to exist, your, uh, your DUI attorneys no longer have anything to do when they show up for work in the morning, the jails in your county and in your municipality, those are no longer filled up with DUI. I mean, just there's so many things, and I'm just this is the tip of the iceberg. This stuff that I have listed that would be just fundamentally turned on its head if we yeah. had self-driving cars everywhere. Well, uh -huh. um, 
I just finished. Uh, There's too much money to be lost. Yeah, I just finished Atlas Shrugged on uh, on disc. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, story, but it's uh, you're you're basically saying there are too many uh, uh, groups with money and power colluding with each other to suppress innovation. I don't know that they're necessarily groups plural. I just think that municipalities and state governments, there's just too much money to be lost in tax revenue and fines and yeah. court costs and fees and too many attorneys Something stand to lose money and, and, and attorneys place. are going to lobby legislators to make sure that yeah. this stuff doesn't get done. It's just, it's not going to, it's going to be, it's going to happen, but it's just going to take a lot longer well, than it should technologically. Well, if it happens, it's going to be because some guy like Elon Musk was like, oh, yeah, I had a free moment last week and I wrote this and here it is. It's a, it's free. It's everyone load it on your stuff and build it. Just go for it. Jack, Jackstar, what were you saying a moment ago? I forget now. I was just thinking about Elon Musk just <laughs> letting out the email with all the technology. Oh, by the way, here you go. Yeah, there will be yeah. some sort of an open source approach to doing this. I mean, this, these proprietary systems. Oh, Chevrolet is working on a self drive. No, you're not. Stop <laughs> it. No one's going to be. No one is going to give a crap about the Chevrolet self driving car. There's going to be one system, and it's going to be something free and open source that everybody can use. That's clearly the model of the future. Android has proven that. I read that article you were talking about the Apple car. I hadn't heard of that until now. And from what little details I could see, it sounds more like Apple's interested in getting into battery technology more heavy. I think they'd rather sell batteries to people rather than buy batteries from the car companies. Oh, let's see. Um, what else is in the news? Windows 10 is, in some instances, or all instances, going to force people to do updates. Microsoft will force Windows 10 home users to download and install updates to its operating system without any options to turn them off. Good! A final version of the OS distributed to testers this week contains a clause in the end-user license agreement that reveals... Why do they put... They, they write out clause in the end-user license agreement and then in parentheses next to it they write EULA. Did I need to see EULA there? Did that add anything to the context of the... I don't think it did. Anyway... Have you read 1984? Have I read 1984? Yeah. No. Book. Oh. Oh, really? It. I mean, I've wow. seen the movie, but I've not read the book, no. Uh, you give gotta read give it book. an afternoon someday. you got to read it. Well, enlighten me. Why are, you, why, why are you mentioning it in this context? The reason why they put those letters there are, are to control your mind. In what way? <laughs> in the way that it goes into your head and then you look at the symbols and it creates a cascade of thoughts in your mind that you're not aware of that affects your behavior later well it must not but but the fact that i'm consciously aware that they did something that was forced and not incidental that means uh -huh. that they've sort of failed haven't they you're barely conscious of it and you're at the top end of the attentiveness scale of the average human thank you a final version of the os distributed to testers this week contains a clause in the end user license agreement that reveals Windows 10 users will receive automatic updates without any additional notice. The changes have left some Windows users concerned. Um, the One of the biggest problems that Windows as a platform has faced for many, many years is the fact that their anti-piracy mechanism includes 
refusing to provide updates to illegitimate installations of Windows. So in order to punish someone for not having a legit installation of Windows, what Microsoft would do is uh, deny them access to patches to their operating system, which would fix security holes, which would prevent malware infection. Any number of horrible things that happen to your computer can be prevented by keeping up with your Windows updates. The problem with Microsoft not allowing pirated Windows installations to update is that it affects other Windows users. It creates botnets. It creates all kinds of problems that, in turn, wind up attacking the Windows ecosystem as a whole. And so those of us who are sitting here with legitimate Windows installations are being constantly bombarded and attacked out there by these zombie machines that aren't getting any Windows updates, that aren't being properly maintained. It's stupid. If you're going to have... If you're going to put this system out there for people to run on machines, yeah. you have to acknowledge <laughs> that they all need to be patched, whether they're legit well, or not. They just all need to be patched. Find some other way to handle piracy. It, well, that that would be part of the problem, but it also, it, don't you find, and I know you, you do uh, PC support, PC repair as like your main uh, business. Uh, don't you find that most users never really bothered to send set up their Windows system properly, with like an admin account and then a user account? That's they yeah, just, that's right. They just use I mean, it the, however it showed up in the, the box. Yeah, they just everybody's using the same a login, and it's everyone's an admin, and <laughs> they wonder why they get slammed with six hundred million viruses. Um. No one, because you know the guy at uh, Best Buy or wherever they got their their PC, their box, never probably never learned how to set up a PC properly, and certainly didn't pass that information on when someone purchased uh, a new system. Um, I see people doing that constantly. It drives me insane. As a raven, I understand. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I thought that Windows Seven was supposed to solve this problem. the problem where people weren't installing their patches. I thought Windows 7 was supposed to be the the one where they could push all the error problems. I think Vista's kind of, I think Vista's kind of the version of Windows where that was all sort of taken care of. Well, v Windows Vista didn't work very well. Windows 7 was the version after that that was like fixed. Azure in the but chat I, wants to know if there's some advice that we can give on stopping her PC from restarting for updates every day at 3 in the morning. There's First of all, if you go to the Start Menu Control Panel, Windows Update, change your Windows Update settings, you can tell it when to check for updates and whether to install those updates or whether just to download them and let you decide when to install. And there's also, uh, there's also a mechanism somewhere where you can... You can tell it to go ahead and automatically install updates, but don't reboot. And I'm not, that's a little more granular, and I don't, I can't recall off the top of my head how to do that. Does anybody, B-Dub, do you know? Um, what's that? How In Windows, how do you tell it to go ahead and download and install updates, but don't reboot until told to do so? I think there's a setting uh, whether you want it to install updates automatically, and I think you say... No. Well, uh, here are the options. Install updates automatically. Download updates, but let me choose whether to install them. That would be the one. Well, but, see, you want to install them, though, but you just don't want it to automatically reboot. 
That's what Azure wants. I mean, she wants the updates to download and install, but she doesn't want to show up and find out that her computer is restarted. So, and then the next one, check for updates, but let me choose whether to... See, you don't want that. And then there's never check for updates. There is a way in Windows where you can tell it to go ahead and download and install the updates, but don't reboot. Uh, Windows 7... Well, if a person does that, they just get a dialog that never goes away. Yeah, they'll just get a dialog. Well, I thought the person asking the question wanted that to go away. No, the person doesn't want the machine to reboot automatically. Oh, well, it won't, but you'll have a dialog sitting there forever asking to reboot. Yeah. No, Windows will automatically reboot at some point if you have enabled automatic updates. Well, I've gone about 16 hours clicking postpone for four hours every once in a while before. But once that window pops up, the only way to get rid of it is to reboot. Um... Okay, there's a registry setting. You're you you guys are not on the same wavelength as me. Um, in the registry, there is a setting, and I'm going to link to this page and put it in the chat room right now, so that you can take a look at this. This is for Windows Seven. There, I'm sure, are instructions for whatever version of Windows you're using. If it's not Seven, uh, there's a registry setting you can change, and it's a uh, D word called no auto reboot with logged on users so the automatic reboots i'm sorry the automatic updates will happen it will download it will install but there will be no automatic reboot that's what you don't want that's what sucks and so this registry setting this d word in the registry if you change it i guess you just uh i uh, know you create a new 32-bit d word called no auto reboot with logged on users and so will uh, that work in other function calls to reboot the system just turn them all off or just that one well this is only pertaining to what happens after automatic updates are installed all right so there is no actual setting in windows out of the box that allows you to tell it to update but don't reboot you have to go in and create a new d word in the registry but if you follow these instructions it's quite easy it might look hairy but if you actually just follow the instructions you will be able to do this if you've ever edited your registry, you will be able to do this. So, You could create a .reg file and upload it to your server for people to use, couldn't you? You could. But I couldn't. I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> it's, I it's, my, my computer is, uh, reboots uh, once a week, and it's a pretty clean reboot because it saves everything. If you have a program open with a file on there, it saves that file. Um Never had a problem in losing anything on the reboot. Hackers may out 2.7 million Indians as adulterers. Um, well, I don't know. They, they say, what is in India, what does lock mean? 2.75L, and they spell it L A K H. It's is, a unit of currency, but I don't know how much it means. I don't think it's a unit of currency. I think it's a. I don't know what that is. Is that another word for thousand or for million? I think it's another word for million. I don't know. More than they say. More Can you than spell it. L a k h. L a k h. They say more than two point seven five lakh Indians. I lost the story here. Where the hell is it? Oh well, that may be a like a uh, here it is. Lakh is a unit of Indian numbering system equal to one hundred thousand. So 275,000 Indians might be exposed as adulterous partners 
If the hacking of dating site Ashley Madison spirals out of control, the site, which openly caters to those looking for sex outside marriage, is being threatened by a hacking group, the Impact Team. Hackers say that unless the site is shut down, they will spill the personal profiles and credit card information of its users. The group, which, oh. the group which claimed to have stolen secret sexual fantasies, emails, and details of credit card transactions of 37 million users had uploaded some of these online on Sunday, according to some bullcrap website that broke the news about the data breach. So if you are, uh, I wonder why, why only Indian users? I would think that if the, uh, maybe they've got things partitioned out for Indian users, yeah. North American okay. users. Adultery well, is a much bigger deal in India than anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of matters to people here too. <laughs> no, I'm like of. it, man. <laughs> I mean, most kind married of. most married dudes don't really like their uh, Easy Pass records being brought up in court. You know. Um. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you talking about most Americans or most Indian dudes? <laughs> Well, I, I just don't understand why this is only pertaining to Indian users of Ashley Madison. I guess my my bigger thought here, my bigger take on this is, why would anybody trust that they're going to remain anonymous using any online service of this nature in 2015? With all of the uh, news that we see happening out there, all of the uh, information, personal information of users of various services constantly being released in public form i would be been, i would be scared out of my mind yeah. to use this kind of website it's been proven that when humans are sexually aroused they make less intelligent decisions you know what that's right the perv switch yeah. it's just this this switch in the brain that flips and it's ah, let me have sex with a flower in public Blah. No, I don't think it's perversion. I think it's just when a person is aroused, they're not paying attention to their environment the same way that they do before when they're not. Well, I mean, they just do things that they otherwise would refuse to do. <clears throat> they, they just... Uh, that doesn't imply perverted. I'm not saying it does. I never used the did. word... Per I did not use the word perversion. You said perv. I did not. The, per the perv switch. Well, that's the that's the that's the term for it, but it does. It's not me saying someone is clinically perverted because they do something that they otherwise wouldn't have done. That's just the that's just the cutesy word for it. But it's it's like the guy who, um, the guy who's sending text messages to his girlfriend that he shouldn't be sending because he's so worked up. But even though that that's leaving a digital record of everything he's saying and he's exponentially more likely to be caught, but he's just not thinking about it because he's so worked up. That's the perf switch. Uh, the Anthony Weiner, the Anthony Weiner syndrome. Yes. <laughs> Don't what, have your phone on at the urinal. What sitting congressman sends people pictures of his bulge? <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't just his bulge; it was his complete package. That's well. Package claimed was packed. He was naked as a jaybird, and it would have been one thing to send that, but don't include your face. You know, if you if you feel compelled to send pics of your wee wee to strangers, uh, maybe not put your face on there if you're in. If politics. you're conscious, 
Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have the capacity for thought. Yes. Just leave your face out. You know, it uh, well, it solves a lot of problems. I I can't for the life of me understand why it is that he sent that stuff. You know how that whole thing broke was because he thought he was DMing somebody on Twitter and he accidentally tweeted out the picture oops. of the bulge in his pants. No, no, he was naked. No, he wasn't naked. It was just the bulge in his underwear. Really? Yeah. That was the leak, and then later on, more pictures surfaced. No, that wasn't a leak. He actually tweeted that out. Well, that's what I meant by leak. I mean, he oh. leaked it himself inadvertently. Yeah. And then uh, Breitbart had a picture that Anthony Weiner actually sent of his fully exposed manhood. Uh, and it wasn't until Bright and Breitbart was going around showing everybody this photo. He wouldn't release it because he wanted to find some way to monetize it. But he was going around uh, all okay. over the place showing everybody this photo of Anthony Weiner's junk on his iPhone. And then he goes on the <laughs> Opie and Anthony show and he's showing them. And someone in the studio takes a picture of his phone as he's holding it up. And then that's how everybody saw the picture of Anthony Weiner's junk. Oh. Uh, they saw a picture of a picture on a phone. <laughs> that, that Anthony Breitbart was a classy guy. <clears throat> yeah, I view him as being sort of akin to um, some of the people on the left that I despise the most. I mean, he's their equivalent. He uh -huh. was their equivalent on the right. Like, um, uh, like I would equate uh, Breitbart or Ann Coulter with Michael Kinsley. You know, it's just like people who just uh, make me excruciatingly sick on either side because I just don't like what they're about. There's an energy that surrounds them. Um, he was one of those. I'm, I'm not saying I'm happy the dude died or anything, but um, he wasn't somebody you'd probably catch me hanging out with. I'll put it that way. I'm hey. reluctant to reveal this, but I've never heard of Michael Kingsley. Kingsley? Yeah, Kingsley? I, I haven't either. Michael Kingsley. He's a. Uh, he used to be a. CNN commentary. I think he was one of the hosts of Crossfire for many okay. years, but he's an extreme left-wing, you know, Alan Alda clone, <laughs> that, that that whole line of, okay. you know, male thought. But you had me at Alda. I do like Alan Alda, but I don't really care about his take on the world, you know? I, I enjoy MASH. I've said it many times. One of the greatest shows ever, but uh eh. Not really interested in his political take on things. Yeah, the uh, what was it? Who was the guy that played uh, his uh, roommate, Honeycut or uh, can't remember? Uh, B.J. Trapper Honeycut. Uh, well, yeah. Trapper John was a different guy. That was. Uh, yeah, he quit. Yeah, he did. Why can't uh, I think of his name? Holy crap! Uh, Roy is uh, Wayne Rogers. Wayne Rogers. That was uh, Trapper John. B.J. Honeycutt was uh, Mike Farrell. Mike Farrell's politics are right there with uh, yeah. Alan Alda. That's right. And they're kind of nauseating. Yeah. Uh, Farrell is the, the person that was responsible for bringing Patch Adams to life, which is uh, the most saccharine, sweet turd of a movie I've, I've seen. Um, uh, yeah. So <laughs> nice bow tie, B dub. Way to way to yes. lock it out. Anyway, yeah. okay. I think we're done. We're talking about Alan Alda and Mike Farrell at this point. I'd say the show's <laughs> over. I mean, this uh, yeah. is a an internet radio show. We don't have to go until any particular time. We just go until we're done, and I think that's it. So 
Do you guys have anything before we wrap this thing up? Do you guys have anything you want to bring to the show that uh, you had thought about prior to air that you didn't get to talk about? Anything along those lines? Or uh... it's been Robotic a delight embarrassing surgery. myself for you all. Well, why do you feel embarrassed? Why do you feel that way? Um, Let's have a moment now, with Jack Star. <clears throat> I don't feel embarrassed now. I felt embarrassed before. I could go on and on and on about why, but I don't think that would be appropriate. Well, I think uh, as we all sit here, we just want to know what it is that happened in today's show that left you feeling as though, I don't know. Well, my, maybe my phone were... doesn't work very well, and I broke the rules. I don't know. One word. One word I have to say. For somebody like me who has a great deal of personal integrity, the smallest transgression will weigh upon my soul heavily for hours. You know, I was going to play some sad piano music while you were talking there, and this is what I got. It doesn't. This isn't sad piano music. This sucks. Listen, that's not at all what I had in mind. Okay. No, well, no. Jackstar, you did fine. Uh, you know, it's hard to uh, sit down with people that you don't normally do this thing, sort of thing with and try and do an entertaining broadcast. It's, it's hard to I do that. So I would never hold anything against you that happened during the show. I mean, it's... It's not easy to sit down and do this. At least you had the guts to say, yeah, I'll be on the show tonight. Sure. So, hey, kudos to you. You didn't do anything wrong. Everything was fine. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say I was doing anything wrong. No, I, I did. Just... I, I did say you were doing something wrong. And then I, I said you weren't. Okay. I forgive you. Okay. Well, you guys, it's been real. Uh, thank you for being here. This is The Spec Sheet. It's a podcast about technology. And if you'd like to download past episodes, usually my co-host Curtis Thornton is here with me. As I said, he's out somewhere doing something. I don't know what it is. But he'll be back next week, and we'll have a regular episode of the spec sheet for you. Not to say tonight's episode was horrible or anything, but, you know, the show is what it is, and tonight it's not what it is. It's just it's very different when you have a different group of people. The dynamic changes. It's not the same show. Sorry. What do you want from me? Oh, a headset from Falky. Yeah, I think Jackstar is actually talking into a uh, headphone speaker that he's using as a microphone or something crazy like that. I don't know what he's doing. But... I'll take a picture and show it to you. All right. Well, you guys, uh, B-Dub Neuropathy Jackstar, all of you, thank you for being here tonight. Thanks to everybody in the chat room listening. We really do appreciate being here. And as I was going to say, if you want to download past episodes of this show, you can do so at ufoship.com. That's ufoship.com. We have multiple podcasts there available for download, covering a wide array of subjects. You're really going to be happy with it, so check that out. See you over at bellgab.com and uh, all that stuff, yo. Later. Later.